When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. It's the Score North Twin Show. Reckless speculation. Reckless speculation. Yeah, it's a reckless speculation Thursday across the Score North network of podcasts. And so we bring to you a couple things today on the Score North Twin Show where we just want the Twins to win a damn playoff game for the first time since the first George W. Bush administration, okay? It's time. It's time to make some some trades that can help you get there in October here. Uh, so we're going to do some trade fodder. Oh, look at that. The magic number countdown, too, Declan has it's, here. It's still still 58. Yeah, games. we've been on 58 for 48-plus hours. But, uh, yes, the countdown is still on. I would love to update this graphic. What a graphic, too. Our graphics team here is just incredible at Score North, uh, led by Declan. Send in your applications. If yeah, you please do. Graphics for us, actually. You'd love that. Definitely would love that. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we'll go over the latest sort of trade fodder, and we'll do our uh, our Immaculate Grid Challenge, which has been all the rage. But, gentlemen, just first and foremost, your thoughts on the Twins punting on Jorge Lopez. So they made that trade with Baltimore. They traded three young sort of development uh, prospect pitchers, and then uh, – the, the best pitcher in the bunch has been Yenier Cano, who was awful for the Twins. He's been one of the best relievers. So they traded four pitchers for two and a half years of control on Jorge Lopez. And it's been just nothing but a bumpy ride. And they wind up with a year and a half of team control left. They trade him yesterday to the Marlins for Dylan Floro, who's an eight-year veteran, right-handed reliever. He's also struggling this year. He's going to be a free agent at the end of the season. He has a better career track record than Lopez, but it's kind of like a change of scenery swap of pitchers here. So what, what were your thoughts when you saw that come across? Um, I don't think it's recency bias or out of line to say this. The 2022 trade deadline in which the Twins acquired three players, if, if you include Michael Fulmer from the Tigers, yeah. might be the worst. And you have to be positioned to try to make the trades. I get that. Might be the worst deadline moves in franchise history. Um it's two disastrous moves. I, I mean, the Lopez one is bad, but at least he could pitch. Tyler Malley cost you two really good prospects who are both now with the Reds, and Spencer Steer is contributing and having a great year and I think would easily be playing third base here right now. Um, and Tyler Malley is going to walk, coming off Tommy John, having given you almost nothing. Yeah. Uh, so I think if you combine the Lopez trade and the Malley trade, 
I don't think it's a stretch to say in situations where the Twins deemed themselves to be competitive, and it didn't even work, they didn't even make the playoffs, that this is the most disastrous trade deadline in franchise history. I'll say it's it's the worst possible outcome. Like, I, I know I'm Mr. Trade Prospects, but th- that was the worst possible outcome. I mean, when you really think about trading all those prospects, it's very rare that all five of those guys are going to end up contributing to their other teams. Like, no one saw Yanir Cano being this guy that would be an all-star with like a .6 whip uh, at the first half of the season, right? Um, and the point I made to Judd, too, and yeah, it, it stunk. It, it's been bad, but it also should not prevent you from making future trades. Don't be so scared because one trade deadline didn't work out that you, oh, I, I don't know, man. I got burned last time. I can't make another trade. Don't, be, don't let what happened to you last year prevent you from making additions to your team this year either. I'm not saying gut the farm system, but it happens. Sometimes you make bad trades. And also, I was... I mean, they, they did gut it, though. There's, that, yeah. there's nothing to gut now. That's their well, problem. Well, I'm saying, like, if they wanted to... I don't, they're not going to trade Brooks Lee and those guys. But, like, if they wanted to trade their top guys, that's obviously of course, still on the table. My point is don't let one bad trade deadline d- distract you from making additions to your team either. I think my I think my concern would be that it's not, I agree with you. Like, I don't think it should make you gun shy. I just worry that they don't know what they're shooting at, like yeah, with their right. guns. And they, Correct. you know, the, going back to the paddock trade too, where it's, it's and, and I know that you can say, well, you know, Taylor Rogers the wheels fell off anyways. It's like, no, this is about asset management and they've just done a really bad job of asset management. So you've got in the Baltimore trade, here are four pitching assets, young pitching assets or three young pitching assets. And then Cano is like 29. And then uh, in the Reds trade, here are a couple, you know, young hitting assets that you have and you're willing to trade like sick and then go back to the paddock trade, right? You've got, you've got a, a relief pitcher who's one of the best relievers in baseball for a chunk. And then you've got, uh, I think it was uh, Brent Rooker, right? He, he, so there's like eight or nine assets that you have. And yeah. you're going to send those assets out because you want pieces that can help you win right now. And you wind up with two arms that were already known to be either like a torn UCL and then a bad shoulder that could lead to other things. And then, you know, the Lo- the Lopez thing. And I And by the way, I praised the spirit of these trades last July because much like Declan, I thought, hey, it's it, you're in win-now mode, man. You got Carlos Correa, Byron Buxton, trade future pieces for, for current pieces. But now that you kind of look at it from 30,000 feet, Lopez has been in the major leagues for eight years. He's had like one good three-month stretch, and it was the three months leading up to the time you traded. Like you traded for him at the exact wrong time. You traded for pitchers that were injured. So it's just more evidence that the asset management here has been a problem. And that's what I don't trust. Like, it's not that I would, I wouldn't be afraid to trade Matt Wallner for Paul Goldschmidt or whatever the trade is. But um, I just don't know that I can trust these guys to manage these young pieces and whatever's left of the farm system correctly. Well, and what I want to know right now is where are the team control folks? Because that's what we heard, right? Well, Chris Paddock, he's not going to pitch for a year plus, but team control. They got team control, okay? Lopez, you were so willing now to trade him that you traded team control away for no team control. So that that gets back to your point, Phil, which is what should we trust about them? Like, it's not our job in the long run to have, have been like, well, we should have known about Paddock's arm, which, by the way, we did at the time, or Malley's arm. It's their job to have this vetted as as perfect as possible. As we talked about with Dukes, I mean, clearly, unfortunately, Lopez had some 
issues. If this was the first time the Twins had traded for a guy with issues, that'd be fine. But they traded for Dyson, who turned out to be a first-class jerk. That one spring, when we were all excited again, they signed Logan Morrison, Lance Lynn, and if I'm not mistaken, Addison Reed. Three complete jerks who poisoned the locker room for a season. So, yeah, I'm with you. My whole thing is, and I know the spin controllers are trying, they try and move the sticks, right? Move those sticks around. Now it's team control. Now it's you're getting something for Lopez. Now it's this. Now it's that. I think the trust is eroded and largely gone. Yeah. This kind of feels a little bit like, it was like kind of the end of the the Billy Smith and then early Terry Ryan run where, um, I can't remember where the chain stopped, but, you know, there was the, the Johan Santana trade for Carlos Gomez and then some other pieces. And then you can kind of follow the trail of like, then it was Gomez for Hardy and then Hardy for Hoey. And it's like, there was a stretch there where, and there was actually those regimes actually made some great trades in and around that, especially before that. But it's kind of this famous, like, Oh, look what they turned Johan Santana into follow the lead down to Jim Hoey, right? Over the course of a few years, this feels a little bit like that now where it's like, okay, Here's four pitchers to the Orioles, and it winds up being for like a half season of Jorge Lopez and then two months of Dylan Floro, right? But I will defend this particular trade, not not the tale of it that goes back, you know, in the process. But if you're just asking me who would I rather have for the next two months and change, Jorge Lopez or Dylan Floro, I think I'd rather have Dylan Floro. So they've both been in the big leagues for eight years. Uh, Floro's been a reliever for basically his whole career. They're both right-handed. Floro has a career ERA that's two runs better than Lopez. Lopez has had just an atrocious career for the most part. Floro has a better career strikeout rate, a better career walk rate, gives up a lot fewer home runs. Uh, This season, both guys are kind of struggling. Floro's what's called fielding independent pitching, which is like an expected ERA is three runs lower than Lopez's this season. So he's expected, it looks like, if he just continues on his path, much like Griffin Jacks, to straighten this thing out. And I would say, and this this is neither here nor there necessarily, but um, Lopez has never pitched in a playoff game before. Floro has pitched in like 15 playoff games, and most of them in the league championship series and five World Series games with the Dodgers over two years. So you're getting a guy that, like, at least if he gets in a big playoff game, close game in the seventh inning, he's not going to have his pulse fluttering out of his neck like some of the the inexperienced pitchers. So I actually, like, just looking at this particular trade, eh, all right, you're punting on a year and a half of Lopez, but you're probably getting the better pitcher down the stretch. So I guess we'll see. Yeah, but back to your term of asset management, the problem here, and it's not it's not Cano. Like, Cano is a great surprise. In a year, he might be in Triple A. Who knows with him? Yeah. But why it's did he pop? Pro- why did he pop with the Orioles? Is well, a sure. But also the prospects. You gave them some prospects too. And if one of those guys comes up and is good, that's the thing. Is you so badly like to get if Lopez was a guy that they had signed off the street, and he gave him a good year plus, and then went in the toilet. You know what? You make this trade, you're like, okay, well, we got a year plus. But the fact is you so screwed the pooch on this now. Like these are the things that have to be or should be answered that Derek Falvey should have to answer to the poll ads about. Like, you know, you why did you just – why is the – one thing that these guys did fairly well, not on pitching, but across the board fairly well, was they did replenish the farm system so that it was trending pretty well. 
a year plus ago, right? Yeah. Well. And now to Declan's point, don't be afraid to mortgage it, but what's left? Like you've gone to the basement and cleaned it out. Like you've gotten rid of a lot of things. And that's the thing. That's, that's where I, I mean, I'm sorry, but I, that Reds trade, how do you not know that you were trading for a guy with a bad arm? How do you not know? And I, think, I know, I well, the medicals did. are hard Dude, to get. I think they did, but they they were willing to take on risk. They were like, that, you know but what? The, but the return was, that return's incredible for the Reds. Again, I would have taken on the risk for the right prospects, but yeah. you traded away two guys that have, you know, that are going to, it looks like, contribute. That's my problem with it. So here's it. Let's, let's kind of move into the latest Twins trade fodder because now the question is, okay, what's done is done. We can sit here and we can kind of rehash the mistakes they've made, and we certainly do that on the show. But what can they do now? They're in first place. You know, they've they've had a nice run. They did lose a couple of tough games the last couple of days, but they're on a nice run. They get Kansas City this weekend. They're going to be in first place at the trade deadline. What can they add, and what would they have to give up? And here is one of the conundrums they have: of their top like ten or eleven prospects that are left in the organization. If I'm unless I'm missing a stone to turn over here. Brooks, Lee, and Matt Walner are the only two of the top 11 that are, like, really on it right now. They're really performing well. Their stock is on the rise. Sure. A lot of these other guys are either injured, sort of broken, or struggling, like Emmanuel Rodriguez, the outfielder, struggling. Connor Prelip, Marco Raya, Simeon Woods-Richardson. Like, there's a lot of guys here, Austin Martin, that are either injured or struggling. So you got so again of the two of your top eleven prospects, one of them, Matt Walner, dude, you might need him in the middle of your lineup to go win games, right? To go like win a playoff game, mm-hmm. and then Brooks Lee is the number one prospect in the organization now that Royce Lewis has graduated to like actual major league player status. So, you know, how willing are you to give up your best asset in Brooks Lee that hasn't surfaced into the big leagues yet? or one of your current best hitters on your major league team and six years of control in Matt Walner. It would be nice if you had like five other guys that were at double a here. And you know, you just had like did. guys that you felt comfortable <laughs> doing and they've, and they've had that, but they've dealt away a lot of that prospect depth, you know, yeah. it's so it's a tough conundrum. And yes. they have to figure out if they want to mortgage some things on their major league roster, right? Like, do they want to sell Kepler? Do they want to sell on a Trevor Larnick who is also graduated from the prospect list, but also is a first round pick that probably could just yeah. use a more everyday playing time, right? Like, and there could be teams looking at these fringe top 12, 15 prospect guys and seeing what the Orioles did and what the Reds did. And I'm not saying they have to sell on a lower guy, but they look at what is happening with these twins prospects and they're not being developed and then they can pluck them away and figure out a better way to develop them, too. So I don't think it's just black and white. Oh, they don't have anything in the basement. They don't have anything to give anymore. I think they still have something to offer, um, but they have to figure out, to your point, to get a little bit more creative because some of the stuff that they've already given away last year that blew up in their face isn't at their disposal either. Yeah. So here's a couple of interesting nuggets here that Declan sent over just kind of in the last 24 hours. We'll start with this one from Jeff Passan. ESPN.com as he recovers from breaking his back because a He's tree back, fell though. on it. He is, hash- back. he is hashtag back, yes. Good yes. for him. So uh, it says Minnesota could be a bigger factor in another year, but its taste buds for deadline deals are, for now, deadened. Last year, in deals to get right-handed starter Tyler Malley and right-handed reliever Jorge Lopez, they sent Spencer Steer and Christian Encarnacion Strand to Cincinnati. And they sent Yanni or Cano and, uh, and all the, this is everything we've talked about 
In hindsight, those deals looked brutal. The Twins still could add to boost their chances of making a run in October. They're just more likely to be looking for value additions rather than making a big splash. One of their left-handed bats, Max Kepler, Trevor Larnick, or Matt Walner, could be made available to get the return they desire. So Passon's making it sound like, eh, probably not going to be a Paul Goldschmidt splash here for the Twins this year. It's not. And the thing about about this, too, that I think is not being discussed, but it's probably important, is the Twins are now that guy sort of near the basement of your rotisserie baseball league who you assume you can rob. So you call him up and you're like, I got this prospect here and I got this guy there and you're going to give me this. I'm like, well, that's not a good trade. And you're like, but you make bad trades with everybody. Like, I can only imagine the calls that, that Falvey is getting now, right? You know, trying to just get as much like because you're literally picking the pieces off the off the dead bird here as the prospects go. So um, I will I will be shocked if the Twins make a move that we consider to be like a big move. I could see another reliever or a right handed bat, but I don't think they're going to give up a lot. Personally, I would trade Kepler right now, but they're not going to. Okay, would you uh, because this came across today too? well, two things. The Angels likely are going to hang on to Otani because they're close enough in the division, close enough uh, wild card yeah. to, to make a run, and they feel like the offers are underwhelming. So it's it's also a way to just like get teams to up their offers, but they might hang on to him. But there's another report, too, that the Padres, who've been trying to win the World Series the last few years, and they've made a bunch of aggressive moves, but they're just kind of buried, too, in a division race, that they are listening on Josh Hader who's back to being the dominant Josh Hader. His ERA is now under one for the, this might be the best year of his career. Mm -hmm. ERA under one. He has allowed four earned runs all season in 40 appearances, but you'd almost certainly have to give up. It might take Brooks Lee. Yeah, I'm not get, going near. to get rent to Josh Hader, but I ain't would. going near. I, my team ain't good enough. I ain't going near that one. No, I'm not going to. I know Declan would. I love Josh Hader, like legitimately one of my favorite players in baseball over the last six years. Um, just an insanely good firearm pitcher that can come in in any situation and basically sh- and and get the outs that's needed. I can't give up. Even I can't give up Brooks Lee for that. I can't. Okay. I can't. And Brooks Lee's tearing the cover off the ball. That dude legit might be a top twenty prospect in baseball by the preseason going into next year. I mean, he's killing the ball in Double A. He's going to be in St. Paul probably in any minute. This is where team control does factor in for me, that if you were telling me it's like, it, it's like the Lopez deal from last year, but it's Hater. If I get a year and a half or something of Hater, I'm in on this. But this is where having that depth, if you had a bunch if you had a bunch of other dudes behind Brooks Lee, you'd feel much more comfortable. But he's like the one ace you have right now in your in your hand. So but dude, imagine a bullpen of Hater into or the other way around, into Duran or, or yeah, Flip. That'd be great. And then Griffin Jacks is like your seventh inning guy. Yeah, it'd be fantastic. So, and this is from Brittany Garoli. One more thing here on the trade fodder front. This is from Brittany Garoli. Used to cover the Orioles for uh, MLB.com. Now she's at the Athletic. Nationals beat writer. The Twins, sources say, initially thought about trading Kenta Maeda to upgrade elsewhere and then add Dallas Keuchel to their rotation. But Maeda, who had a brutal start to the season, he gave up 10 runs against the Yankees in that one game. He's been superb other than that game. And it kind of lists the stats here. It would be a hell of a return for the win now twins to consider that with Maeda um, making a case as one of their best starting pitchers. The twins could theoretically trade Keichel, 
who's on a minor league deal and does not have a no-trade clause, but it's unlikely, barring an injury, the Twins will roll with their current rotation and seek an upgrade to the bullpen to snap an 18-year playoff series win drought. Wouldn't Keiko have to approve that trade? He's got an opt-out. So can can you trade yeah, a guy no. with an opt-out? And, like, what are you going to get for Keiko, too? I mean, he's a tra- no. I mean, he's, he's pissed well. The Maeda trade idea actually would intrigue me because he is a pending free agent, depend, dependent upon what I could get. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think if you're the Twins, the reality is this. If you're going to make trades to bolster your roster now, I'm with Declan. I think it needs to come from your roster. I don't think it needs I – I wouldn't go in – into my prospect pool, partially because I don't think that there's going to be a great amount of intrigue. But, you know, I would not dismiss trading Kenta. I would not dismiss trading Kepler. If I can get a piece that, you know, if I get a right-handed bat back for Kepler, which this team needs, I would I would consider it. And I would certainly consider trading Max before Walner because there, again, for you team control fans, and I know you're out there, that's, what, six years of team control? For a guy that looks like his bat can play. Yeah. yeah, Walner looks like he doesn't have any sort of like 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 Larnick has gone through these stretches where it just looks like now maybe maybe once teams get more of a scouting report on him and they come back around because he does have a lot of strikeouts. And Larnick Larnick's not really getting a chance either, though. They're they're sort of they're playing him, then they're not, then they're sending yeah. him down, then they're not. Declan's all hazy, then he's not. Here. Let's do this. Let's uh, let's get let's uh, put Declan full screen here. So he can oh, no, uh, he's, yeah, he's better now. He's got, oh, no, no, he's still hazy. Hold on, no, 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 come out. I'm back in. By the way, this is the, just to be clear here, folks, yes, these are our (laughs) studios. Phil and I are at our home studios. I don't know if we're going to, we're going to unhaze Declan here, but um, that's kind of the latest on the Twins trade fodder front, and this this will probably continue to, to pick up steam just, you know, some of these conversations over the next few days. So they get the Royals this weekend, and then the trade deadline is, is it Tuesday? What's my yeah, it's Tuesday, Tuesday, I think. But, yeah, they'll probably win three. They should win three. Win at least two against KC. I mean, KC's a dumpster fire. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines, and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You guys want to uh, do another Immaculate Grid challenge here? If we have time, I'd love to. to the task. We got got five minutes on the clock here, right? We okay? Okay, good. We got time. All right. I love how confused Royce he was earlier this week. Still, too. I don't understand. Uh, I, don't know. I don't think he wanted to. I don't think he wanted to play. Like, Is it, like I've heard some it's people not confusing. say. People have tweeted and sent in like emails that not a lot of people, but that it, it, it is kind of confusing. I guess maybe the, for the audio audience. The but only. I don't know. Con- the only slightly confusing thing is the is the third category, like a hundred RBIs and two hundred hits. Like that's oh. slightly confusing, perhaps. The team team thing is not confusing. Yeah. Well, let's put five minutes on the clock here, and let's pull this up for the YouTube audience. You're going to see basically a baseball tic tac toe grid on your screen. Oh yeah. And we need for to to be immaculate. We need to get all nine grids correct or all nine boxes without. Any incorrect guesses. So we're looking for a Cardinal who was a giant. 
a cardinal who was a padre and a cardinal who won a gold glove. We're looking for an angel who was a giant, an angel who was a padre, and an angel who won a gold glove. And then we're looking for a 40 home run season from a giant, a 40 home run season from a padre, and a 40 home run season that also won a gold glove. I don't know if that's same season, but I think they've had they had to have gotten done both in their career. I think it's just both now, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think so, that's a clarification. Five minutes on the clock. All the right. more obscure, the better, but we also yep. just want to win, so here we go. Old, old school giant cardinal Jack Clark. Oh, wow, dude. 75 Let's to 92? Go. Yep, that's him. Okay. Here we go. I'm going to give you an obscure 90%. padre who hit 40 home runs in Greg Vaughn. Oh, I was going to go with Nevin. That's obscure too. Both good. Greg Vaughn. Nope. Nope. Oh, yep. 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 Oh, God. yep, yep. Greg Vaughn. Okay. V A G. Yes. Well, you didn't have it spelled out, and I didn't see it spelled out, but then I saw that go. it it still showed what up. Okay. How many? What percent? Uh, Eleven. Eleven percent. Uh, maybe never would have been. There. I can give you a very. I, this guy won a Gold Glove in 2019 with the Cardinals, but it was with a pitcher. Okay. Mike Leak, who also pitched for the Cardinals what? and Giants. Mike L E A K E, right? Trust the confidence here. Yeah, that's good. It's a Bob Feller situation. Oh, damn it! Oh, wow, it is. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What just happened? What did you do? Ah! What? I thought we talked about trying to get too cute. Full confidence there. That was full confidence. Oh, my God. Oh, you know what? We have another Bob Feller situation. You know what? He won a gold glove. He did win a gold glove. It was with the it was with the D backs. It was with the D backs. I I feel like there wasn't nearly enough conversation there. Yeah. And I feel like we're again yeah, why are we getting so cute? We ultimately we want the grid to be right. Dang it. This is like the fourth time this has happened in the last we've all, ten days. Yeah, we've all this. we've all yeah. Judd hasn't. It's been you and me that, that have yeah, done that's it. True. All right. I'm done doing it. This whole like go rogue with an obscure. Yeah, we're, no, we're, I we're say Bob a... Feller still makes no sense to me. No, but, that. I, but I, we're I shooting ourselves in the foot with this. Like, oh, let's get two per one person. Oh my god! All right. Well, let's let's try to finish strong here. Let's at least get some reps in here. We got three minutes left. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, we need uh, a giant with a 40 home run season. I mean, Barry Bonds. Did yeah. Will Clark ever hit 40 home runs? I don't know if he did. I don't think so. Let's get Q. We already got Q once. What about uh, Jeff Kent? Did he hit 40 home runs? Ooh. Jeff Kent. Willie Mays probably hit 40 home runs, right? I don't know about Jeff. Jeff McCovey. Kent had some Willie McCovey? big home run seasons. Yeah, try that one. Willie McCovey. Try Willie McCovey. Stretch. Yep. 16%. There we go. Yep. Okay. Stretch, man. He's a great player. Loved Willie let's, do, let's knock out the gold gloves. I mean, Mike Trout won a gold glove for the Angels. Who else won gold gloves? Oh, uh, what's his name? Shortstop, twin shortstop. Uh, oh, um, Simmons? Simmons? Andrewton Simmons, right? Yep. Yeah. Let's yep. go with him. Yep. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. St. Louis, I mean, the uh, can can we still do that? You or can no? still do it, yeah. Do yeah, it. we can still do it. Ozzy Smith won a ton of gold gloves. Yeah, that would have been the guess. Oh. Uh. God dang. We went with Mike Leake. Mike Leake. <laughs> I got way too cute. So, so for, Should we so go for, Ozzie Smith or take a fly on, on Mike Leake? Leak. Asset management. All right. <laughs> All right. Okay. How about a 40 home run season that also won a gold glove in their career? Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah. It's an obvious yep. one. Yep, that's a good one. Right, let's do Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, yeah, let's just let's, let's let's try and finish out strong. Okay. Disappointment very high right now. All right, so a giant who was an angel. Oh, 
Uh, oh, yeah. uh, uh, um, no, no, that's no, that was a cardinal. No, nope, I'm glad giant I didn't say that. Who was an angel? Uh, uh yeah. A giant? A padre who was a cardinal. Well, that would have been Ozzy Smith, too, right? We burned the Ozzy Smith guest on uh, the gold. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. No, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. Oh, uh, Gary Templeton for Padre, oh. who was a cardinal. He was wow. traded straight up for Smith. Who was it? Gary, Temple, yeah. Gary Templeton, T-E-M-P-L. T-E-M. Oh, is, is it spelled differently? What's this? Just, like so. just do Templeton. Yeah, just spell Templeton. Gary. Oh, two yep, R's. There he is. Two R's. That tricky. Gare. Gare with. Two yep. Gary R's. Templeton, who once flicked the fans off. Nice. Much like Burp Lilevin. Um, right, we have uh, 40 seconds left. We oh, get one God. more get One more guest to either do right. an angel who was a giant or an angel who was a padre. Angel who was a padre. I'm, I'm trying to think old school here. I'm lost mentally right now. Uh, I, 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 was, I was all prepared for this, and now I'm just thrown off completely. <laughs> Angel, who was a giant. I am. I'm, I'm. Lackey didn't go to the Giants. Right? Lackey went to the Cubs. Oh, Lackey was Cardinals, Cardinals Cubs. Red Sox. Yeah, eight seconds. I don't know, man. This is not good. What about, uh, all right, how about this? Orlando no, Cabrera? I no. no. I don't think so. Maybe. I don't know. I gotta burn a guess now, just, so I gotta. Yeah, we're out of time now. We're right. out of time. Right. It's over. Uh, there you go. Just right. try. Just it. try. Yeah. Oh, what he did? Oh, he yeah, actually, correct. He actually did. Nice. Nice. Wow, there that one. Nice, 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 nice. nice. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, so who who was the um, there was who, who was the obvious Padre who was an angel? Uh, yeah, go, click on that one. Matt, Hunter Renfro. Matt Carpenter. Oh. Oh, a cardinal who was an angel. No, sorry. it was an angel. Yeah, Hunter. You know, it's funny. I I was gonna say Hunter Renfro and just didn't for some reason. A cardinal who was an angel wasn't. You mean a um, giant who a was padre. an angel, Judd? Because a cardinal who was an angel wasn't an option. Oh, Padre who was an angel. Yeah. Uh, Hunter Renfro. Yeah, Tim Lincecum would have been a. Been going. I forgot about him pitching for the Angels. Yeah, didn't know that. All right. Okay, All right, guys, we need to make a pact here that uh, we 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 still need to have like it's almost like a let's stop triangle like, like a breathe like a breather period you know like when you go in to buy a gun at Walmart or something like hey maybe just take a week to think about it like that's us with these obscure guests maybe take a week <laughs> just calm down uh, you, is it like a calm down period oh my before God. we get right. uh, nope. too excited sounds good All right. there's your immaculate grid challenge here on the Scornar Twin Show appreciate you hanging out with us because. Like we can all agree, we just want the Twins to win a World Series or win a playoff game, uh, and then a World Series would be nice before we die. 